From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Hello, Chiefs Kingdom. This is a special episode, special report on the Kelvin Benjamin signing. Uh, for those of you that have been asking for it on Twitter and everything else, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we just had to find some time to actually get this done. Uh, the last Locked On uh, episode, as well as this week's game plan video on RGR football, both were recorded before the signing, so neither of them really addressed the new wide receiver in town. And I wanted to take this. I, I got a great guest, a guy that you've heard on the show before, uh, but has really, really exploded since he was last with us, Joe Marino. He's the CAO as well as the senior draft analyst at the Draft Network. He hosts Draft Dudes on this network, and he is the Joe Marino on Twitter. So check him out. Uh, a longtime scout uh, that we've had the pleasure of talking with before. And not only uh, does he know Benjamin from when he scouted him in college, but he, Joe, that is, is uh, a fervent, is probably a very, very light way to put it, a uh, supporter of the Buffalo Bills. So he has seen Benjamin at his most recent stop, uh, including the, the evolution or lack thereof, uh, in that time in between. So I wanted to get Joe on the show because he's got a unique perspective on both him as a college player, as well as, uh, where he is in the professional ranks right now. We're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. We're going to go over, uh, basically the process. He came out, uh, Benjamin in 2014. Um, there is a post up at lockdownchiefs.com. I'll try to link it in the show notes. Um, that has my original, uh, draft science article that included, uh, right up on Benjamin and where he ranked within those pre-draft rankings. Uh, I had him very high on my board, actually, uh, just behind Odell Beckham. So if that tells you anything, what the potential was back in the day. Now, a jump forward, uh, he, Draft by the Panthers, traded over to the Bills, uh, has not had a successful run. Uh, didn't really fit McDermott's scheme. Uh, had a lot of issues. Had gained some weight, although he did show up after he was signed in Kansas City, and he is lower than his draft weight, so that's a positive sign. Uh, but has had a couple of injuries that have slowed him. He doesn't look very explosive. He, he's more of a get-up-to-speed guy. But uh, all that said, that's that's kind of the short history. The Bills decide to move on because of whatever reason it was, and there's probably several of them. Uh, lands in Kansas City. And Andy Reid came out, and on Friday, uh, again, after we had recorded everything, Andy came out and confirmed a couple of things that I told you about last week. And I just wanted to circle back to that because it gives you an idea of what the team is thinking in terms of its approach. And when Andy Reid was asked about Kelvin Benjamin, this is his response, quote, he has been good against us, number one. He's a big physical player. Again, you add him to the mix. He comes in, he's got experience, he's been a good football player at this level and in this league. He was a great college player. We liked him coming out of Florida State. Brett brought him in and added him to the team, unquote. So that's the official word, and that, that gives you an inkling that they are still reminded, still seeing the potential from what they saw when they scouted him, when Brett Veach in particular scouted him, in college coming out of Florida State in 2014. Uh, and he might be stretching a little bit to say that he's been good in this league. He was his first couple of years, I admit that. Um, but when you look at the breadth of his his career to this point, you have to take the good with the bad. Uh, and maybe that made it levels out to a mediocre type player. Um, but again, still with that potential that he's never reached. 
I think that's really what it comes down to. They liked him originally. They liked his performance in college. Veach scouted him. Veach brought him in. Uh, a lot of this is is a pattern. You've seen projects just like this in Cam Irving and Reggie Ragland, who are two-year starters right now today. So uh, that gives you an inkling of of where the team's going to go with it. What else that that Andy Reid had to say is that he feels like he's a sharp kid. And I'm not going to go through the quotes here. That that was the big statement statement. But um, don't feel like he's going to play much this week. But they they're not going to rule out getting him in there. Um, I certainly have ideas about how I would use him and how to get him involved. Uh, especially with the, the news about Sammy Watkins being out probably until the playoffs. He re-injured his foot. It is not the same foot, just to clarify. Sammy Watkins' injury is not to the same foot that he injured uh, earlier in his career when he was with the Bills. So, that said, that injury means that you, they might try to get Benjamin into the flow of the game here in the next contest. I don't know about the Chargers. That's kind of a tall order, but honestly, if somebody's going to body up on Derwin James, why not Benjamin? Uh, so we'll get into that in, in the coming week. It's going to be a very, very interesting and, and busy week. Normally I would have put Joe into the regular week flow, but since we're playing on Thursday night this week, if we have all these shows lined up so that when the Chiefs play on Thursday, we're kind of set. Uh, wanted to get this one out tonight and I know a lot of you have been asking about it. So, uh, before we talk to Joe, I just want to say that it remains to be seen how he's going to be used. I, I asked Joe about what I think and Joe will give you his opinion here, uh, in just a couple of minutes. But long story short, I was iffy about it at first. The Watkins injury and the length of the injury makes me a lot more comfortable with this signing. Uh, makes me feel like it's not going to be a tight end type role like I originally posited because I thought Sammy would be back. Uh, and he, being able to mix in and do a couple of things in a limited role, obviously it takes so long to learn the read playbook, but... Mahomes as the quarterback changes that a little bit. You can go out and play some some backyard dirt lot football drawn in the sand and, and see what happens because of the athleticism uh, and the just out-of-pocket type play of the quarterback. That makes this viable, but a couple of things have to happen. I've looked at the film for the last couple of games with the Bills. Uh Calvin Benjamin doesn't like to block. He barely gets in the way. He is not very good on the scramble, at least what we've seen in Buffalo. Now, that's a whole, there's a whole kinds of things that go into that. But in Buffalo, he has not been very good when the quarterback scrambles in terms of making himself available. He doesn't play back to the ball. He doesn't find the open spots. That's something he's going to have to learn to do with this quarterback. But if he can do that, he's a huge target. I think the red zone is going to be something he can look at. Uh, and that may be a viable thing for him. So before we talk to Joe, I'm going to take a quick break, throw in some of these ads because I got to do it, and uh, we'll be right back and talk with Joe Marino. Now, folks, it's been a while, but you've heard Joe Marino on the show before, and all kinds of things are blowing up with the Draft Network and everything else. Joe, how are you doing? Ryan, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, it's good to be back on the podcast with you. Man, uh, you guys are, are everywhere, and I, I'm I'm really enjoying the site, and I know Draft Dudes is back on the Locked On Network, and that's doing great, too, so I, I appreciate the time. Uh, really just want to get your opinion because folks, if you don't know, Joe's kind of a Buffalo guy, right? Yeah. Guilty as charged for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, take us a step back to like 2014 and, and I obviously don't watch as much film as you do, but I've, I've been ranking guys since 2012. And in that particular draft, I had Calvin Benjamin up there amongst the, the Lees 
and the Odell's. Uh, I had him as a, a late first, early second kind of guy, and he obviously hasn't materialized to that point. But where did you have him pre-draft? Uh, yeah, I had him as a day two guy, um, and I was a little surprised that the Panthers wind up take wound up taking him in the late first round, uh, just because there there's always kind of been this overarching concern about his ability to separate, and you know, a guy that he really projects as a as projected as a power forward type receiver. You worry about how long that that can be uh, consistent, and you know, without being able to regularly create that space and, and, and as a route runner. So, um, it, you, you always recognize that physical upside and what he can do moving the change and in the red zone, uh, seemingly for his size. But uh, you know, just worry if he had enough juice really to be a true consistent number one. Yeah, and and I remember especially that that bowl game in the last season. You know, he made a big play in the end zone. That that kind of thing, the jump ball type scenario, using his body something that we'd all expect he'd be good at. It just hasn't materialized at this point. Um, and then he leaves Carolina, and he comes to your favorite team. How did, did you see any change, or is it just kind of the same old story, same concerns as before? Well, I, I think it's not always been bad with Benjamin. His first two years in the league, he was a good receiver. He was productive. It was, it was looking like he was going to be that number one guy for Cam Newton, and then he had the knee injury. And he's never been the same since that first ACL tear. And it, he he was spotty at times the next season with Carolina, but then he he had another knee injury with Buffalo, and so it's been something that I think has really limited him because we were already concerned about his lack of explosiveness and his his ability to separate and coverage, and now he's lost some mobility on account of two different knee injuries, and that impacts not only his explosive ability but his ability to go up and get the football, and and I think it's really. I think it's really worked against him. And I think, I think it's very quick for people to forget that, you know, he was a, you know, he was really good this first couple seasons. And those two injuries, I think, have really derailed his career. And that second one in particular, that wasn't a total ACL, was it? It wasn't, but you could tell it bothered him all year long. Uh, when he, he was like half season with the Bills last year, um, he was in and out, situational, you know, he wasn't playing every snap. And the Bills needed him last year, right? To the, they wound up backdooring into the playoffs, but you know, much like this year, just there hasn't been the weapons in the passing game for Buffalo's passing offense. And Benjamin was relied upon to be that guy, and you can just tell you, you just tell when he that he wasn't right, and uh, it's unfortunate. And um, you know, I, I think it's really, really, truly limited him. And I, and I, I don't think I don't think if he was going to get it right, he'd have had it right. This was his big year, right? It's a it's a contract year. You expected him to be the best version of himself, and he's literally been the worst version of himself. And so I just don't know if that knee's ever going to get right for him to restore his, you know, 2014, 2016 uh, uh, version of Calvin Benjamin. Were you surprised that they decided to let him go? No. Um, And I think that what that really kind of – you got to follow the Bills closely and understand Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. These guys are, like, super into – all of the football character type stuff in terms of body language and effort and, and all those types of things. Like, you know, they want a certain type of guy that's wired the right way. Sean McDermott said multiple times that he doesn't necessarily care about talent. You know, it's like you have to have your chin above the bar talent wise. And then if you're wired the right way and you're the right type of worker, then he can make it work. And, and he said that multiple times. You've seen that with the Bills. They moved on from Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby because they didn't fit that type of football character that, uh, you know what they're looking for. And so Benjamin throughout the season, I mean, he really started off on a bad note with this new, with the Cam Newton remarks. And, and that kind of created a little controversy, a little distraction. 
And then it was a few weeks later where the report surfaced that he didn't want to run routes with Josh Allen pregame to get warmed up. And, you know, there were some different sides of that story, but, you know, a beat reporter kind of picked that up and it causes another little stir. And then it's been, it's been a lot of examples over the last several weeks where he just didn't finish and you just wonder if there was enough effort. And there was an interception that uh, Josh Allen threw in the Tennessee game specifically where uh, he just gave up on a route and the, his interception against uh, last week against Miami where Sean McDermott right after the game said, look, we got to trim the fat off that route. Maybe it wasn't the best ball from Josh Allen, but there, there was too much fat on the route. And so it, it's all these, these technique issues. It's all of the effort issues. It's all of the distractions that you don't need. Uh, and, and Benjamin's been this lightning rod. I, I live in Charlotte, so I've dealt with this Calvin Benjamin, you know, the, 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 the feelings that Carolina Panthers fans have had towards him. And then obviously when he was on my team, you know, just kind of the disdain that people have towards him and how he's such an easy target. And, and I'm not surprised that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean made that choice to say, no, look, we, we want to get you out of here. Uh, we need to move on. We've got some young players that we need to give looks. We're not going to make the playoffs. We've got four weeks or five weeks to, to see what we have in these players. And also as a service to Benjamin, who look, they have time with him at Carolina and in Buffalo. They care about him. Go give him a chance to do exactly what he did. Go sign with the Chiefs, a team that's a contender, and see what uh, what type of impact he can make on a winning team and maybe get some some momentum going into this contract. Because right now, I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to be inactive the rest of the year for Buffalo because if he wasn't going to get those reps in the offense, he's not going to help you on specialty. And so I think this was a service to the Bills to allow them to evaluate younger players moving forward, but also to Benjamin to give him a chance to to do something here to salvage maybe any upside he has going in uh, to his contract. Well, I'm glad that you bring up effort, and I think maybe he has a chance to change that around because, and I've only watched a few games, probably the last four basically. There's there's a number of routes that he gave up on. There was almost another interception. He ended up getting a, a call against Miami that that kind of bailed him out on that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a wide receiver of his size play more patty cake in the run game ever. So is there a redeeming point about his game? I mean, if from the Chiefs standpoint, like you said, this is now becoming Buffalo West here in Kansas City's receiving core. Um, But if you if it was up to you, you got to rehabilitate him. You got to get him back on track. Clearly, effort has to be number one. But how do you go about trying to turn him around? Well, I mean, he's always going to have this redeeming thing about him that he's six five two forty five, right? Like, and you should you should think that that's going to lead to some wins, and it does, right? He's he's gonna he's gonna moss a corner for you. It's going to happen. He's going to go up and get a football, and then he's gonna there's going to be two or three other times later that you're just going to be like, my God, like how did you not come down with that football? Like how did you let this guy that you're six six inches shorter and fifty pounds less, you know, get into your get into your frame and 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 disrupt that at the catch point. Like he's going to disappoint with that. I, I mean, look, I mean, I guess the big thing, the big thing that you hope for with this is that the change of scenery and, and look kind of his last ditch, like he's got however many games he's going to be with the chiefs now in the playoffs to do something to redeem what he's, what's been, I guess, well, a really bad stretch for him. And again, that contract looming, like Hopefully that, you know, we talk about change of scenery being it's something that matters and, and, and it has for some, some guys and on a team that is, is destined to go somewhere this year. You hope that all those things work together to see if you can get something out of Benjamin. And I get it from the Chiefs perspective. What's the risk, right? I mean, you've, you've had Sammy Watkins injured all year. He complements what's already existing on this roster in terms of, uh, of a skill set that's not necessarily present among the wide receivers. There's no real risk. And if he can maybe, you know, move the chains a couple times, maybe win in the red zone. There's something there, but uh, he's going to have to uh, 
he's going to have to work against some narratives that are proving to be very true over the last couple of years. I, I agree with you. And if it were me, I think I would probably just kind of relegate his role to a sp- specific one. But for you, if you're trying to maximize the best opportunity he has to, to turn something around or do something positive, is it really just to give him reps in the red zone? Well, I mean, well, that's the thing is if he's not going to block and he's not going to be consistent, you know, running routes and you know, how important that is and how that works to the whole passing offense, offense for the progressions and where the coverage you hope it rolls and, and those types of things, he's going to limit you. And so, but if you can get him on a fade where he's ISOed on a guy that he's six inches taller and 50 pounds more and ask him to go up and get a football, I mean, yeah, that's going to be his best chance to contribute. And, and I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with him in terms of his mental capacity and how quickly he can pick up an offense. You know, I don't think anybody that doesn't, isn't around him every day can really speak to that. And so you don't want to, you don't want to limit the offense in any way. Um, and you know, with Patrick Mahomes being a guy that gets off script quite a bit and, and Benjamin's not going to be the guy that's always going to work to find space when, when a quarterback's getting outside the pocket. So yeah, I think you have to try to put him in situations that play to his strengths and, um, the problem is that his strengths are still something that aren't, aren't, aren't consistent. And, and so, like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be those times where a, a, a smurf corner is going to dis, disrupt him and, and he's going to double catch the ball and it's going to bobble out and it's going to rattle and you're just going to be disappointed. And, um, uh, but that's his best chance to, to help the team. Folks, if you're not reading the draft network, you're, you're doing the whole draft thing wrong. He is at the. Joe Marino. I'll spell it all out. It'll be in the show notes. Joe, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. All right, Ryan. Thanks so much. Folks, hit the Draft Network for all of your draft needs. Uh, please check out the game plan video on RGR Football on YouTube. Uh, we will be back with you post-game. We're going to have Matt Derrick as usual. Uh, it's going to be a tightened-up week, so we have some great things coming for you, maybe even some PFF coverage. So please uh, get with that, enjoy the game, and we will talk to you after it's over. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.